your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in, everybody, to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. I'm your host, Gino Camilleri, and we thank you for making each and every episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast your first listen of each and every day, especially those after a game. I wish it was in better circumstances. I wish it wasn't going to be as somber as this should have been, how I thought it was going to play out. The Philadelphia Eagles just fell at the hands of the Las Vegas Raiders on the road in Allegiant Stadium, 33-22. to Don't let that score trick you, folks. This game was not especially close. The Eagles were up 7-0 to start the game. They had a near-perfect drive when they scripted everything out to start out the game. Their defense was able to hold the Raiders for the first quarter to zero points. And then after that, the gates just came a crashing open. The Raiders went on an absolute route of the Philadelphia Eagles where Derek Carr would go on to complete the second highest percentage of passes from a quarterback with over 30 attempts in a game at 91.6% of his passes. I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm at this point with this team that I don't see an identity. I don't see where they are going this season. I know they couldn't upgrade this entire roster in a single offseason, and especially now with Jonathan Gannon and Nick Sariani not having their guys and they're put in a precarious position where they're – having to battle week in and week out against guys that maybe they don't know how to put in the best position to succeed. Jonathan Gannon especially. It's tough to look at that defense and say they know what they're doing. John Clark of NBC Sports right after the game today had tweeted out the scores of their last five games, which after that Atlanta game where they held teams to six points, they have gone 41 points to Dallas, 42 points to the Chiefs, 18 points to Carolina, and Sam Darnold, who was benched today against the New York Giants, so take that as you wish, 28 points to Tampa Bay, and 33 points today to a Derek Carr-led offense, a Raiders team that is coming off the firing of John Gruden, the resignation of John Gruden and his tenure as the head coach, now in the second week of Rich Basaccia's coaching start here in in Las Vegas, and frankly, his coaching start as a head coach, he's, he's never been a head coach before. He steps into the limelight, going against an Eagles team that had 10 days rest, coming off a tough loss to that Tampa Bay team, which that game was 28-22, to but also wasn't especially close if you look at it from start to finish. And then again today, the Eagles got outclassed on every single front. They were out-schemed on offense. They were out-schemed on defense. Their special teams didn't execute when they needed to. It was a mess from start to finish. Outside of the, the first drive today, and 
the first drive last week against Tampa Bay where they're able to put points on the board. When they're going into this stretch between the first half of the first quarter and the early start of the fourth without scoring points, which they've now done in three consecutive weeks, there are bigger question marks to look at outside of just what is happening on the field. I think it starts with the top down. This goes much deeper. This team is in, I would say, much worse shape than we had thought. I thought that this team would be able to compete in a lot of these games, at least be able to stay in these games. Yes, they've been close, but when you look at them, they are getting beat mightily by far superior teams. And then today, in a game which I thought you had the chance to go into that stadium where there were going to be a lot of Eagles fans, shout out to the Eagles fans that showed up today in Las Vegas and had to sit through that. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to the people that are putting money into the pockets of ownership to see this product. And it's not just the Eagles. The NFL has an an issue with their product. They have had, I think, one one one-score game today, if I'm not mistaken. Last week, it was relatively close to the same thing between the Jaguars and Miami. It's not just the Eagles. But when you have as good of personnel as the Eagles do, to look at some of the teams which are sitting at 2-4, and 1-5 right now, or even 0-6, to look at the Jets, to look at Houston, to look at the Lions, the Eagles have better personnel than those teams, I would say. I don't, I don't think it's close. But it's evident that they don't have the personnel to match up with the top of the top. And right now, they're in the middle. They're, I would say, closer to the bottom than the middle. And the only way you're going to compete in this league is to get closer to the top. And where they stand right now is not even close. And the Raiders was going to be a tough test today. We knew that. Darren Waller being out. I mean, I can't imagine if he had played today what would have happened. They were hitting all their weak areas. Their offense was out-schemed. They weren't able to move the football. Jalen Hurts, once again, finishes He finishes just north of 200 yards, but this would have been the fourth time this season that he had finished sub-200 yards passing in a game. 200 yards passing came in garbage time, where a majority of it comes at the end of these games where the Eagles really don't stand a chance. And they're a Sam Darnold meltdown away from being a one in five football team right now. They're not a good football team. They make silly mistakes. They shoot themselves in the foot. Even when the game plan goes okay on offense, they don't execute. When the game plan goes awry, they're basically sinking without a life preserver. They're not meant to beat these good teams. They don't have the personnel to beat these good teams, but they should have had enough rest, enough heart, enough time to prepare on 10 days rest for a Raiders team that, I mean, they're not world beaters, but they're looking like it. The Eagles make teams look like world beaters. They make them look astonishing in the past game. They haven't held a quarterback to more than 10 incompletions in a game this season. 
I don't I don't know where this team is going to go. They have a long, hard road ahead of them till 2022, 2023, when you can even think to begin that they can compete in this league. Because sitting at two and four, and then you're going against the Lions next week, who, God forbid, they might be favored in that game. They put on an impressive showing today against the Rams. They might be the favorite in that game. I wouldn't favor the Eagles at all if I was Vegas right now because you cannot trust this team. I think there's a lot to get into from this game, and we'll continue. I'll continue to talk about it here on the next two segments of this show. I'll mention a few positives that we got early on in that game, but as the game went along, there wasn't much to take away from it, but there were still some... I would say good points to look at because you always have to try and find the good and the bad, the light and the dark. But sometimes when all the shades are closed and it's not sunny out, you're not going to get too much light in that house. And I think that's what we have seen from the Eagles the last couple of weeks. So Gino Camilleri here from the Lockdown Eagles podcast, your first listen of each and every day. I will be coming back after I talk to you about our great friends over at Direct TV. If you were watching the game today, I hope that you were doing it on Direct TV stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. That's me. I use my parents, not my neighbor. Well, I want to tell you that there's a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get all your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together. With DirecTV Stream, you can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, everybody. Gino Camilleri here to talk about the debauchery that took place in Las Vegas today where the Philadelphia Eagles fell at the hands of the Las Vegas Raiders. 33-22. to Lockdown Eagles podcast always bringing you the post game after every single game good or bad, or just downright nightmarish, which we saw today. And thank you for making it your first listen or watch or read of each and every day. So before I start to get into the cluster, the mess that was this game, I want to pinpoint some areas that they looked okay. I thought Avante Maddox has really cemented himself as one of the better slot corners in the league currently. I think he's all around the football. He's taking on every matchup that he is assigned, and he is a good tackler. I think he's going to get paid. I think he's going to be cemented as that slot cornerback for the future. And then they have to look at that CB number two position because Darius Slay and Avante Maddox seem like they are two pillars to move forward with this team. I look at the offensive side of the ball, Devontae Smith, I look at him, even though there's times when the ball might not be right on him or he drops a ball, he doesn't get really high or low at times. It doesn't really let him affect his play. I think you saw that today. He has a couple, I would say, bad throws slash drops early on in that game. 
And then he goes and he has that incredible catch along the sideline where he gets that toe drag down, soft hands to catch it in. He what he finished the game here with north of five receptions once again. Five receptions on the dot, 61 yards, 12.2 average, 20-yard longest catch and nine targets. I think you're going to continue to see Devontae Smith get a ton of work in this offense and just continue to show why he was the number 10 overall pick. Finally, Dallas Goddard. I think now that Zach Ertz isn't there, you can see what he can be as a passer or a pass catcher, excuse me. Today, three receptions, 73 yards, averaged 23.3 yards per reception. He was already up there at the top of the league with his yards per reception. I think he was sitting around 14 and a half, if I'm not mistaken. It should put him right at the top of the list moving forward. I think you're starting to see that these young guys can play. And the youth really is the movement for this team, especially along that defensive line. The only guy who really got a pressure today was Josh Sweat. The rest of those guys were, they were held up well. I, I don't know what the Eagles team was doing in terms of getting to Derek Carr. He was able to sit back there all day, didn't have a ton of pressure on him up front, but the only guy to really get to him was Josh Sweat. We saw that that he got that contract extension this year. He finishes with 4.33 yards of separation away from the quarterback. League average 4.52 yards. He was the best to do that from the edge position today. They didn't do a fantastic job getting to Derek Carr, but the little that they did came from Josh Sweat. That's all the good I have to take away. I can't really find anything else of outside maybe that first drive really scheming that up well. You got Miles the ball before he went out injured. You got Jalen Hurts into a little bit of a rhythm early on. Didn't make him make too many big decisions. But then after that, the wheels kind of fell off and things went awry. And when they go awry that early in a football game, it makes you wonder what they are doing Monday through Saturday. That you can script that type of drive, but then after that, it's just a mess. Your defense, you, you can't game plan for a team that's without Darren Waller. You, you don't realize that their wide receivers are going to have a bigger game, that Derek Carr is going to try to pass the football. A run D offense that could not get it going, isn't going to try and run the football, even though they did a good job today. You didn't put your resources back into coverage to take away the pass. Jonathan Gannon, once again, a bad outing. I know it's tough with the personnel that he currently has. The linebacker position has not stepped up yet again. Seems like every time they have a guy out there, they know what their weakness is. If it's Alex Singleton, they know they're going to expose him in coverage. Davion Taylor, they're going to get him to bite on a play action. TJ Edwards, as well, they're going to make you go into coverage. And then Eric Wilson, they've kind of just been able to wash out of most offensive plays. And I think the Raiders did a good job of that today, getting their run offense going to set up the pass, which they did a spectacular job with today. Hats off to Greg Olson and that offense. I think they did a fantastic job taking away what the Eagles defense does well. And I don't think they targeted Darius Slade too much. They were able to go away from him. And when you have three quarters of the field not occupied by Darius Slade and Avante Maddox, usually in a man-on-man -man situation out of the slot, with Anthony Harris out, 
you have Marcus Epps to rely on at safety. You have these linebackers that can't coverage, can't cover in coverage, excuse me. It's just not made for success right now. They don't have the personnel to match with these top end teams. They're a year, they're a couple of years behind that regard. They're still trying to defend defenses from 2016, 2017. It's a fast-paced game. It's an athletic game. It's a space game. And you have guys that cannot defend space. You're not going to win many games. And it's evident. And they haven't. They're 2-4 and four under Jonathan Gannon. They should be 1-5. He's only held two teams to, I would say, okay outings. I mean, even Sam Darnold did okay for the first part of the game. I don't know what else you can do with the cards that are being dealt and no pun intended of being in Vegas. The Eagles, they drew a two seven in poker and a hand of Texas Hold'em, a two seven offsuit is the worst hand you can get. The Eagles kept getting two seven after two seven after two seven after two seven in their hand on defense. They just didn't know what to do. Jonathan Gannon didn't seem to make any adjustments at halftime that really played into their hands. And you're going against the Raiders, man. Like, that's the thing that drives me nuts. Yes, they have an incredible pass offense, but wouldn't you allocate resources to take away the weapons they have on the pass offense if that is the best part of their team? That's the part that drives me absolutely insane and why I'm furious right now. And it's to the point where you're watching these games and I feel like I'm watching a team from 2015 led by Sam Bradford again, where it's just like, we really have to watch this team week in and week out. They can't do anything. They can't score points. And when they do, it's late. They can't hold teams to not scoring points. And when they do, it's against bad quarterbacks. So what instills confidence for you currently with this team, especially the defense, which quote unquote, should have been the strong suit for you this year with the defensive front. You can't send a blitz or do something different to get after Derek Carr. You're just going to continue to rush four and drop seven into coverage every single time, and they're just going to eat you alive. Derek Carr, an experienced veteran quarterback, will thrive in that situation. You saw it with Dak Prescott, who's in your division. You are not going to win games against the Dallas Cowboys, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing this kind of defense. You take on Detroit next week. You take on the Broncos or the Chargers after that. And then you take on the Broncos. Yeah, if you go out there and play okay against Detroit, what does that really prove? Then you go lay a duck against the Chargers once again and the Raiders and Tampa and Kansas City. It's a continuous trend. And when you can't understand where you sit and you think you're better than where you are and you're trying to do things that you can't do well as a football team, here you are. You're in the situation that the Philadelphia Eagles currently sit in, 2-4 and four, after falling 33-22 at the hands of the Las Vegas Raiders. I talked about the downfall of the defense and some quote-unquote good points there. I'm going to talk about the offense on the flip side of it and just the overall result of this game and what it truly means to this organization. But before I do that, I know we're talking negative here, but if you want to get some upside, make sure you go and download download the Get Upside app. 
It's the only thing that's positive in my life right now, to be honest. Outside of my fiance, my dogs, coming on here to talk about the Eagles. Watching the Eagles is a mess, but get upside. It's the one positive. Every time I go for a ride after these games, when I got to take a break, just go drive a little bit and take my mind off of it. Go fill up using the Get Upside app where I get 25 cents off of every gallon. Really, you're getting the 25 cents off, and then it's going back into your pocket because you use that promo code TOUCHDOWN. You get 25 cents and a bonus 25 cents on your first fill-up. That's 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents off a gallon and back into your pocket and back into your tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month, two to three hundred. That's more passing yards than Jalen Hurts has in a game. They get that back in cash via PayPal, via Amazon gift cards, via their bank account. Just make sure you download that Get Upside app using the promo code Touchdown today. The show is also brought to you by Built Bar, who, when I'm hungry and angry during these games, I always go to Built Bar. They are my favorite tasting protein bar on the planet. And if you haven't tried it by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. Try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy, almost taste like you're chewing on a crayon on some of them. Don't ask me how I know that. I, as a kid, probably. <laughs> as Built Bar is a soft and covered in 100% real chocolate. And when you bite it, you know you're eating something different. It's more than an experience you'll enjoy it as well. And in fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low in carb, low calorie, low fat, low sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits are there on top of being purely delicious. There are so many flavors. Another great thing about Built Bar is there's tons of mouthwatering flavors, including coconut raspberry, mint brownie, chocolate, almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry. Bar Sia this month built is coming out with a new limited edition flavor every three to four days. So check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to their website and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order at Built Bar. All right, everybody. Welcome on back here to this post-game edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. I'm Gino Camilleri here with your first listen of each and every day and after each and every post-game. Lou is currently driving back from Boston. We wish him well travels. I'm sure he will have a lot to say about this game, in particular in the current state of this Philadelphia Eagles team. Let's flip to the offense and just talk about the nightmare that we went through once again. The offensive line just seemed to be out, man. Once again, they didn't seem to, I would say, have that killer instinct in them that they had the first few weeks of the season. I don't know if it's getting used to that combination that they had with Lane Johnson coming back and Jordan Mailata moving the left tackle, but he had difficulty dealing with the speed rushes from Yannick Ngakwe today. He had that issue against Hassan Reddick a few weeks back. Landon Dickerson picks up a false start penalty that killed one of their drives today. All in all, the offensive line, for being the best unit on that offense, didn't do enough for this team to succeed. Behind the offensive line, you had the play of Miles Sanders at first. Before he got injured, he was running well. We hope that Miles will be okay. It looks like he probably suffered a high ankle sprain, I would assume, the way that his ankle bent. I hope that he is okay and is able to come back because he is one of the better parts of this offense when moving well. And then in front of him, Jalen Hurts. 
I don't know how much more you can watch and not see progression week to week before you start to think that maybe that ceiling is capped out. Because now, where you're like, okay, we should improve in the second and third quarter where we know we had issues the last couple weeks and couldn't score points. Nope, that's once again an issue. Jalen Hurts, oh, maybe he should understand the pocket and not move out of the pocket. Did that once again today. Goes through three quarters and nearly doesn't hit 100 yards passing once again. In the National Football League, your quarterback cannot be that limited of a passer. I thought Nick Sirianni in the beginning of the game had a good game plan. I thought a lot of it came down to execution. The ball thrown behind Devontae Smith on that crossing route. When he Jalen Hurts is running for the first down and he slides two yards short of the sticks when he probably could have put his shoulder down and picked up the first down or towards the end of the game when he's running into the end zone and just decides to scamper out of bounds. I don't have much confidence instilled with me when he was behind center. And I hate this feeling, but I I just feel like we're sitting in that territory where it's like Sam Bradford, Kevin Cobb, where you just have a quarterback which is so limited in throwing the football that everything is difficult. Moving the football outside of the final 10 minutes in the fourth quarter is difficult for this team. They continue to make boneheaded penalties. They continue to have silly plays, not catching the football, having the play batted down, consecutive plays batted down. You can't even get the ball out behind the line of scrimmage. This team does everything so painstakingly poor that it's it's just gotten to me that I, I, I want to keep saying I see the vision and see where they're going, but to finish up, like, where are we as a franchise? Your general manager just seems to be enemy number one here. Going into this offseason, he's stuck with Jalen Hurts. He moved on from Carson Wentz. He fired Doug Peterson, but he's still stuck around. The coaches that have come in don't play to this personnel well. Your quarterback is limited in what he can do. Your defense doesn't match up against the top personnel on offense for most of the good teams in the league. Jeffrey Lurie has to put his foot down at some point. He has to say enough is enough. We got to get this thing back on track and we got to start from scratch. Or you could be in that middling phase. You could be what the Eagles were from 2010 till 2017. That could be another seven-year stretch that that happens. Would I be shocked? No, it's happened before. Could happen again. But you're making the same mistakes. Your general manager is still in place, making the same personnel issues, making the same issues in terms of getting the guys in the building that are going to put those players in the right position. Not drafting linebackers, not drafting safeties. It's coming back to bite you. It's coming back to bite all of us, the people that watch the game, that understand where this team has to get to. Because behind closed doors, they might be saying all the right things. They might think they have the recipe. They might think they have the players. But they're not being realists. They're not a good football team. And making silly mistakes, not playing to your players' strengths, having a general manager who puts the personnel 
in the lineup and doesn't provide his coaches with the guys he needs, you're never going to see success with that recipe in the National Football League. You think that you're one of the better run teams in the NFL? You can't keep saying that. You can't keep trying to wear that mask. I know it's Halloween. I know you're trying to wear a costume. Get out your best costume. Put on your best mask. I got my Batman mask over there that I just happened to stumble upon when I was moving. You should get a clown mask for this team right now. They just aren't being real with who they are. And once again, they could go into an offseason having that type of question behind who they are, thinking they are better than who they are. And they could be set back another three to four years in this rebuild because it is a rebuild. They are far away. They are not a team that should be in the conversation for a playoff spot. They're not a team that's going to compete in this division. And heck, they aren't going to compete in the NFC. And heck, they aren't going to compete for a top 20 team in the NFL right now at this current pace. They're a bad football team with a long way to go. I didn't want this to be as sad and depressing as this was today, but we have to be real sometimes. Realness hurts. Understanding your mistakes hurts. But being accountable is the only way to move forward. I think this Eagles team has to be held accountable. I think they have to hold each other accountable. I think the owner has to hold his general manager accountable and the whole way down. It doesn't start with player number 70 on the roster. It starts from the top down. Everybody has to get on the same page. You look at the Raiders. They went through turmoil the last couple weeks. But you know what? They put it all aside, and they're playing good football. They might not have the best personnel in the league, but they play to their strengths. They played a fantastic, they did a fantastic job in scheming against this Eagles team and scheming up their players to have a chance to succeed. Is this rock bottom? I hope so. Because once you get to rock bottom, there's nowhere to go but up. But this cliff could keep going, and it could look like the Mariana Trench where you don't know how far down you are going. I hope that isn't the case. But that'll do it for me here on this Locked On Eagles podcast post-game show. Thank you for joining me, Gino Camilleri, here on this edition of the podcast. We will be back with four more shows from this week, post-game reactions, post-game clips, clips during the week. We're tweeting out all the time. Make sure you're checking us out on YouTube for our videos. Make sure you're checking out Lose Written Stuff on Fox 43. We're always tweeting about the team especially when they aren't doing well. There's a lot to sink in and a lot to talk about. And we hope that you are always joining us here for your first listen on the Locked On Eagles podcast each and every day. And for your second listen, make sure you go check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast where they give you all the inside information around the National Football League in 30 minutes or less each and every day. One of the best duos on the podcast. Lou and I here, as good as we are as a duo, Peacock and Williamson bring that John each and every time. We appreciate you taking your time to listen to this show. It is free each and every single day. Make sure you check us out on Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. You can always go to our website, LockdownEagles.com, which has every single link, as well as our link tree, which is tweeted out with every show. You can go to our YouTube page, Fox 43, for written content as well. You can follow me on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. Follow my co-host at DBASILOE. Follow the mothership at Lockdown Birds and make sure you're always following along, liking, subscribing, retweeting, and getting in on the action throughout this Philadelphia Eagles season. We thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. I'm Gino Camilleri signing off.
Fly, Eagles, fly.